0: Welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Ben Olson, founder of LSATDemon.com and the Thinking LSAT Podcast. With me is Nathan Fox. Let's dive in. Sure. You want to read this?
1: Yeah. Email says, hello, Ben, Nathan, and team. On today's show, I heard of a student deciding whether or not to take the June LSAT, and I'm wondering the same thing. I took the February and got 159, took April and got 158. I can take the June and I'll take the August test no matter what. And I can take the October test for my fifth if I want. I'm registered for June, but I don't feel I've improved much. I had been counting on getting more study time now with the summer, as well as upgrading to premium on the demon, but I'm confident I'll improve that much. Sorry, I'm not confident I'll improve that much before the June test. Should I take June and August or just wait until August? My fear is getting... Yet another of the same or near the same score. I don't care where I go to law school as long as I go for free. My cold score was a 153. My undergraduate GPA, a 3.94. And I plan to pursue tax law. Thank you for your time, Aubrey. Any advice for Aubrey?
0: (laughs) Well, so I'd love to know what practice tests um she's taking and what score she's getting on them well actually I don't care which practice test she's taking I just want to know what score she's getting on them but I don't have that information so it's hard to tell whether you'll do better in June or not based on her previous tests 159 and 158 I'm going to assume her practice test scores are the same and if they are uh I mean you're you're, you're running out of tests to take in time for the next application cycle. At the same time, I'd much rather see you scoring in the high 160s. I think holding on to this idea that you're going to apply this cycle may actually be holding you back from applying this cycle. Like, let go, focus on getting mm. your best score, getting your practice test scores up to high 160s, and then take it. Look, she has a cold of 153 and an undergraduate GPA of 394 to me, Aubrey seems like a candidate who could break into the 170s, and she's not even close.
1: Yeah. I mean, if I saw somebody, yeah, sure. Cold 153, I would definitely be thinking about 170. I mean, that's not the first thing. Yeah. The first thing is 155 and 160, and those are going to come relatively quickly. They haven't yet for Aubrey which makes me think that she might have been studying in the wrong ways yeah Uh, I don't know Aubrey I haven't seen her in my classes I haven't you know she's never said hey Nathan here's a question that I don't understand which is the killer that's the critical question you have to ask you know why this one right here I just the correct answer is E and I guess I can see why, but I picked B and I still think B is a better answer and what's going on here? But that's the question that Aubrey really should be asking if she wants to uh, max out her improvement. Generally speaking, Ben, if you're making a last minute decision on whether you should take it, if you're already registered and you're just trying to decide, like let's say it's three days before the test when Aubrey hears this advice, um, generally speaking, if you're already registered, How do you decide whether you should take it or not take it? Are you
0: within five points of a good score on your practice test scores?
1: Yeah. And another way of thinking about that is like, well, you've got a couple official scores on record here. Are your practice test scores solidly above the scores you have on record? Yeah. Right. Like Aubrey becomes a better candidate if she gets a 164. But and even so if there is getting... a pretty strong argument yeah. to be made for like, yeah, you're high, you're you're likely to score higher than your best score on record, which is now a 159, right? Ben, you were about to say.
0: I I, but I was just gonna say, even if she was scoring like 164 on her practice test, I'd be like, you're you're you sound like a candidate who could do so much better. I would just buckle down, and focus on improving your score more and then take it.
1: Okay. I, I might disagree slightly Go there just it. because, well, I mean, all I'm thinking is she already paid for the test. If it's too late for her to push, yeah. but right? I'm, I'm assuming that she's only going to get this advice three days before the official test. Yeah, And if if she's still registered and she doesn't, she's not going to get any refund if she decides to push. She yeah. already paid the 200 bucks. She does improve her candidacy by taking it, I think, most often. Yeah, And so it's like, well, then what the hell take it like it, I don't think you I don't like I don't think people need to be so precious with their five total attempts at the LSAT right that they're like well I absolutely won't take you I mean she already took it twice mm-hmm. and if she is going to improve on whatever those scores are and if she's not going to get her 200 bucks back I don't know there's an argument to be made for like yeah take it you'll it'll be a step in the right direction but I 1000% agree with Ben your original what well, you I mean the, we agree totally you need to be focusing on improving for August either way you need to be whether you withdraw from June or not yeah you need to be you need to do better for August and I think with the right kind of prep yeah you you should be thinking about something more like 170
0: Here's another I mean I know it kind of pushes <laughs> like our product but I sometimes I hear people like she's she's just upgrading to premium right Like live compared to so many other programs is so cheap. And I just hate the time you're wasting maybe not going to class. Man,
1: for what you get, like try one month of live for what you get. It's amazing. Multiple live classes seven days a week for a month, I think, could just be transformative. Not not that everybody needs it,
0: right? But I just wonder if Aubrey's one of those candidates who needs to like talk to people and like figure out why you're not improving as quickly. Figure that out, and then go back to premium or go back to basic. I don't know.
1: Yeah, and I'd rather you do it at the beginning of your prep rather than the end of your prep because yep. we can teach you how to prep. Yeah. Um, we're gonna give you ways of thinking about the test and ways of thinking about your own process preparing for the test that uh, you just you know you could inefficiently study for six months. The efficiency of all that time could have been dramatically improved potentially if you would have done live first. But anyway, I don't want this whole thing to be a sales pitch. I wanted to though, compliment Aubrey about one thing. Mm -hmm. Undergraduate GPA 3.94 plans to pursue tax law. I spend a lot of time trying to talk people out of law school. Yeah. I would not ever try to talk Aubrey out of law school. I think that that is a, like, there's no such thing, you know, there's no sure thing in the law school game, but boy, there are never not going to be jobs for tax attorneys. If you want to do that work, I think that there is going to be a lifetime of pretty lucrative work for you to do yeah. in tax law. Yeah, You're talking about saving people billions, hundreds of millions, billions of dollars on their taxes. Um, that is a, there's, there's going to be work there for sure. Yeah. Uh, and with uh, such a strong undergraduate GPA, she has demonstrated that she you know has the worker bee yep. in her and that gpa is like makes her a candidate for the very top 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 of all of the law schools like she could literally go to harvard or stanford or yale um, if she gets her 170 yeah and i see nothing but success in aubrey's future so i just wanted to make sure that i got that little note of positivity in there cool
0: yeah thanks for writing in aubrey um, if you have questions for the show, LSAT Demon Daily, email us at daily at com. Thanks for listening.